Church history. Light amid the darkness is seen in the life of Luther. London, G. Morrish, 20, Paternoster Square, before 1915. Republished by Irving Risch. Host of Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded podcast. Chapter 1. Luther's Early Life, A.D. 1483-1501. About the year 1497 might be seen a group of lads going about the city of Magdeburg, a strongly fortified city on the Elbe in Lower Saxony, crying. Bread for the love of God. They were not rude beggars like those we sometimes see in this country, nor were they those who liked begging better than working. No, these boys were glad to do any odd work they could find, the great aim being to get enough to eat that they might stay at the famous school at Magdeburg, so as to be educated. The desire, and the earnest desire of their parents, was that they should be able to attend that school, and in order to do this the boys often had to do with very little food, and to lodge in any place where they could find a shelter. How the children in England and elsewhere ought to value the privilege of being able to attend school without having to beg their bread, or to be subject to such privations. One day, near to Christmas time, these lads were going through the surrounding villages, chanting some Christmas carols, when a man called out in a gruff voice, Where are you? Boys, when they were all so terrified that they took to their heels and ran away. But he continued to call them, and at length they ventured to return, and found he wanted to give them some food. They had met with so many rebuffs that the man's gruff voice only awoke their terror. One of these lads was Martin Luther. He tells us that this was the way in which he had to obtain his education. In after life he said, do not despise the boys who try to earn their bread by chanting before your door, bread for the love of God. I have done the same. Martin was born November 10, 1483, at Eisleben, a town in Upper Saxony. It was about 11 o'clock at night on what was called St. Martin's Eve, which was the reason he was called Martin. His father's name was Hans, which answers to our John, Ludder or Luther, and his mother's name before she was married was Lindemann. His parents were pious, and solemnly devoted their son Martin to the Lord as soon as he was born. And we shall see as we trace his history how God accepted him from their hands and greatly used him to spread his truth. When Martin was only six months old, his parents went to reside at Mansfeld. At this time they were very poor. His father was a woodcutter, and his mother often had to carry the wood on her back to help to support her family. But after a time Martin's father erected some furnaces for iron, and came into more easy circumstances, and was afterwards made one of the council of the town. This brought the family into good society as it is called, and Martin used to enjoy sitting and listening to those who visited his father. Martin's bright eye at times attracted their attention, and they would ask him questions, from which he never shrank. He made good progress with his studies, at six years old he could read and write well. Martin's parents loved him, but they were severe in their treatment. My parents, said he many years after, treated me cruelly, so that I became very timid, one day for a mere trifle my mother whipped me till the blood came. His master too was very severe. Martin said that on one occasion he flogged him fifteen times in one day. Doubtless Martin's resolute disposition early showed itself, and this severe discipline would have the tendency to make him more determined, even when wrong. It was a severe school, but it may have been used of God to fit him for his aftercourse in which resoluteness was so much needed to persevere, when nearly everyone was against him. But at the village schools not much was to be learned, so when Martin was fourteen years old his father resolved to send him to a celebrated school at Magdeburg. In May 1497 two lads with wallets on their backs, and staff in hand, left Eisleben to trudge to Magdeburg. They were sad at leaving their parents, and entering upon an unknown path. One was Martin and the other his friend Reinick, about his own age. When there, as we have seen, they had to beg and sing for the means to live. 
Martin stayed at Magdeburg about 12 months, when his parents, hearing of the difficulty their son had to obtain food, sent him to another celebrated school at Eisenach, a well-built town on the River Ness, where he would be near to some of his relations. His father still found it was as much as he could do to maintain his family at Mansfeld, without paying for the support of Martin at Eisenach. But Martin's relatives took no notice of him, and here he was as badly off as before. He had, with some of the other students again to sing in the streets for a little bread. But he often received nothing but harsh words, which filled him with gloomy thoughts. Must he give up the studies he loved so dearly? His troubles made him weep. But no, he need not give them up. He was going to be used of God to do a great work for him, and in an unexpected manner he brought him relief. One day he had been more than usually unsuccessful, and was about to return to his lodging hungry and faint, but he unconsciously stopped before a house and was lost in painful reflections. When the door was opened and the good woman of the house invited him in, and relieved his immediate wants. This was Ursula, wife of Conrad Cotter. She had often noticed his pale face had been struck with the sweetness of his voice, and had observed his apparent devotion at the church. Her husband on his return approved of his wife's benevolence, and shortly afterwards they invited Martin to come and live with them all together. Now all was changed for Martin. He had no more trouble about his food, and he could now pursue his studies with renewed energy. God had provided a home for him in a family professing Christianity. Happy Martin. He often with gratitude looked back in after life to the happy hours he spent in the family of Conrad and Ursula Cotter. Martin was never ashamed of his deep poverty. He afterwards considered that this was a part of God's school to make him what he became. Think of this, my youthful readers, and do not repine over your seemingly hard lot, no matter what it may be. If you are where God has placed you, you are in the right place, and all other places would be wrong for you. And God can bless the greatest hardship to your good. The intercourse of this pious family was blessed to the young man. He became more calm, and his heart enlarged. He was very fond of music, and learned to play the flute and lute, which led in after days to his composing both hymns and tunes for Christian worship. It is commonly believed that the favorite tune the Old Hundreds was composed by him, as well as the well-known one called Luther's.